Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the Fallspot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. We've got a special episode for you. I'd say. Bruce, this is the very first episode we've recorded in person. How exciting is that? Check it out. Check it out. I know you can't see it. I'm touching Andy right now. Oh my god. I just touched him. There we go. <laughs> um, so this is uh, the third episode of season four, uh, which means it's deck tech time. Sweet. DTT, deck tech time. Um, this deck uh, that I have brought to the table, quite literally this time, uh, is... It's Galazeth Prismari. Uh, I'll, I'll read the card before I really get into the story sure. behind the deck. It's uh, two blue-red. It's a 3-4. Uh, legendary creature, Elder Dragon. So it's a true EDH deck. Uh, flying. Very nice. When Galazeth Prismari enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Artifacts you control have tap, add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell. This card caught my eye because I, for my pre-release pack for Strixhaven, Strixhaven, mm-hmm. uh, I I got a Silver Quill uh, pre-release pack, right. and this was my promo card. So I was like, "Well, that doesn't feel good." <laughs> um, but it piqued my interest because I've never really had like a spell slinging deck. I really like creatures, uh, and. Uh, this deck proved difficult to brew. Well, the first thing I notice when I look at this one is mm-hmm. it it suggests a certain amount of push and pull on on you because when it enters the battlefield, it creates a treasure token. Mm-hmm. Now, the next line is that the artifacts you control have the, the ability to tap for any color. So you have a choice. Either you can tap the the treasure token yeah to get one mana of any color as long as you're using it for a sorcery or an instant or you can sack it to get one color but you can use that for anything else right so i guess the idea is then just play sorceries and instants and you won't have any issues you'll just always just tap your treasures and every time you add more treasures and more treasures and more treasures and more treasures (laughs) exactly um you'll always have a pile of mana for for sorceries and instants yeah um so like how this deck kind of started was i noticed that you don't like you said you don't have to sack the treasures Mm -hmm. to use them for instants and sorceries um so really where I started was uh, to create as many treasures as possible. Um, I've got cards in here. Uh, Spell Swindle is my like one of maybe two counter spells in here. Um, <laughs> uh, spell Swindle says counter target spell, create X uh, treasures where X is that converted, uh, that spell's converted mana cost. Um, so Andy, before we go any farther. Yeah. Um, does a treasure token require you to tap and sack it? Unfortunately. All right. Um, so because tre- so treasures um, treasures uh, are an artifact token that say uh, tap sack this artifact add one mana of any color. All so right. you have to tap it and you have to sack it. So in theory, you're not getting right. two mana for um, every treasure. You're just getting the one. It's just yeah. a question of whether you get to use it again or not. Um, 
I have already made discoveries of what I want to add to this deck. I've got one card in particular that I really want to add that I just haven't yet. Right. Uh, but we'll get to that okay. uh, later. Um, I've got a few things. Storm the Vault, um, one of my favorite uh, flip lands mm-hmm. uh, creates treasures when I deal damage. Malcolm, Kenai Navigator, creates. He's a flyer that creates uh, treasures on combat damage. Uh, Gold Vein Pick, uh, which is an equipment. Whenever an equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, uh, which Very is nice. also sweet. Um, we will see a number of artifacts, uh, non token artifacts in this deck. Uh, such as equipment that uh, serve a double purpose because you can also tap the pick to add mana um, if you have Prismari out. Right. Uh, And it doesn't shut off the pick. Uh, You can just do it if it's still attached to something. Like, it's not old. It's not old rules where you have to have it untapped for it to be activated. I want to talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah. Um... So, uh, I kind of started there with, like, creating as many treasures as possible. Uh, I also got Brass's Bounty in there. Um, And I really liked the idea that with treasures, you're essentially doubling your land base. Like, they're essentially acting as lands that tap to cast sorceries, for instance. Um, Because because of the fact you don't have to uh, sack them. Um, and then I kind of went along the idea that what if my creatures were artifacts? So I put in Brutaclad, uh, I put in Mere Battlesphere, Sharding Sphinx, hee <laughs> um, I put in the two, or I put in two of the Sahili Planeswalkers to create more uh, artifacts, uh, artifact creatures. Um, and then I put in some big payoffs like Itali and Sunbird's Invocation uh, so that I could get bigger things, at least to also uh, protect myself. Right. Um, something else that I also... there You'll see a, a huge theme in here is doubling spells um, because it's it's one thing to have uh, have burn in your deck in a... In a Right. commander deck where it just kind of it does like one thing and it goes to the graveyard but if you can double it then that's great right um so uh for burn i've got things like jaya's immolating inferno care torch uh impact resonance blasphemous act um and actually i have court of iron here as well which act which triggers on every of my upkeeps um, if I'm Monarch, it deals seven to any target. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. And um, you've got the Electro Dominance sort of also, also oh, playing yeah. into this. Electro Dominance helps. Yeah. Electro Dominance helps kind of uh, with the the value of yeah. uh, you just kind of add two red to any spell. And not only does it turn it into an instant, um, you're getting some damage mm-hmm. out of it as well. Um, and uh, kind of along the same value line... Um, I've got things like Tybalt's Trickery, which, uh, for those who don't know, it's a one in a red instant. Uh, it is my other counter in the deck. It says counter target spell. Choose one, two, or three at random. So you're most likely going to roll a die. 
uh, its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an online card with, the, with a different name than that spell. They may cast that card without paying its uh, mana cost, then they put the exiled cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. Um, this card saw a lot uh, of kind of jankiness in standard, uh, where you would count it yourself and then you'd only have a certain number of cards that it would hit. Mm -hmm. uh, but it works really well countering other people's things. They're going to have a lot of smaller things in their decks just because uh, a portion of any deck is for ramp and a portion of any deck is for whatever. Um, I've uh, It's real spicy if you hit uh, a counter so then they can't play it or something along those right. lines where it... But I really haven't had it do anything that I don't want it to do. Right. Um, got some more just instants and sorceries in here that uh, would be nice to have go off. Uh, roll reversal, you get to exchange control of two permanents that share a permanent type. Doesn't have to be yours. Um, could be two opponents, or if you want to take something big in exchange for a token, sure, etc. Um, windfall, just to kind of refill your hand. Ingenious Mastery, also to refill your hand. Mind's Desire, if you've gone on a very long turn, you can storm off and have a great turn. Right. Uh, Karn's Temporal Sundering, uh, surprisingly easy to get to trigger because, because it's a legendary sorcerer, you have to have a legendary creature or planeswalker on the battlefield to cast it. Uh, but you get to uh, target player takes an extra turn, usually yourself, uh, after this one. Return up to one target non-land permanent to its owner's hand and then exile this card. So you're only going to have it go off once unless you copy it. Right. Uh, uh, and then kind of a draw suite. You've got things like Humble Defector, Magic Mirror, which also doubles as an artifact, uh, and Factor Fiction. Yeah. Factor Fiction is real sweet to double. Um, uh-huh. And that's kind of like the theme of the deck is doubling. Right. Um, so, of course, I had to put in your boy, Krark. I got things in here like Double Vision, which will just inevitably copy instants and sorceries on my turn. Um, got Primal Amulet, Pyromancer's Goggles, Melek, Is It Paragon. All these things kind of, uh, they're recurring Copying. Right. Uh, so the stack kind of gets messy, um, and it's easy to get around counters because they have to counter both. Right. Uh, it's great. Um, got a bit of protection. Uh, that's one thing that I wish this deck had more of is protection. Okay. Um, but I've got things like Hercules Recall. Why does it need more protection? Uh, well, I think specifically my commander needs more protection. Okay. Uh, granted. After, you can build up your mana base pretty quickly um, with this deck uh, if things kind of right. land nicely and you're creating a lot of treasures. Um, but you can't, like, you'd have to be able to tap your treasures and not sack them for instance and mm -hmm. sorceries. You need your commander out, so you need right. your protection. Uh, granted, Hercules Recall will help you bounce your more important artifacts to your hand um mystic forge etc 
right um the things that you're using alongside the commander to kind of really go off um to other ways that i have in this deck uh to kind of go big with mana um i've got leyline tyrant which is so sweet yeah. um for those who don't know it's two and a red red for a four four flyer you don't lose unspent red mana as uh, steps and phases end. And when Leyline Tyrant dies, you may pay um, any amount of red. Uh, when you do, it deals that much damage to any target. Um, I, one of the last games I played with this, I had this out alongside Bergy, God of Storytelling. Uh, it's a two and a red, three, three legendary creature god. Whenever you cast a spell, add red. Uh, until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. And then it has a thing about creatures you control can boast twice during each of your turns rather than once. But I don't have any boast in this deck, so not going there. Right. Uh, but it's real nice because with Bergy, you'll be adding a mana or red mana every time you cast a spell. Bergy will hold on to it until the end of turn. But uh, as she like lets go of it at the end of turn, it kind of just transfers over to Leyline Time. Okay. Um, so yeah. as you're playing your spells, you'll you're be piling it up. Yeah, and it. yeah. exactly. Um, and then I've got Mana Geyser and Seething Song, which is always nice. Helps out with the storm as well. There's sure. a few things that care about that type of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Goblin Electromancer, of course, has to be in here. Classic, uh, is it card? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like the big, the big things with this deck. It's it's a lot of trying to get. Uh, these big spells out to draw more cards to either get out big creatures like Atali um, or Sunbird's Invocation to kind of overwhelm your opponents with value um, or just kind of I mean I think that's that's like the biggest thing with this deck is that it doesn't have enough of those win conditions right um, it has a lot to do mm-hmm. but it there's not enough payoffs. Um, I've taken people out with Jaya's Immolating Inferno. Right. Um, because it's so easy to build up so fast. Sure. Uh, especially with Gala's F out. Um, especially if you copy it uh, right. more than once. Uh, <laughs> I've had I've had turns where things would be copied, you know, three times. Sure. So you have three copies or whatever. Um which feels really cool. Um, but it's also... Uh, you, you're very quickly the target. Uh, you're very quickly the one everybody's going after because you're having these big plays where there's a lot of stuff coming down or there's a lot of things happening. You're, you're building up the stack and letting everything resolve. And uh, it's frightening. Uh, to be the center of attention. <laughs> and, when, and when you get access to this much mana. Right. Relatively quickly. Because, I mean, Galazeth does only cost four. Right. So uh, these numbers can ramp up pretty quick. Um, and with Galazeth, it's not like you're building for a single massive turn. Right. Galazeth is basically saying, I, I did this this turn. I can do it again. Yeah. Uh, without Galazeth, then it's, yeah, it's one big turn. Because you're burning <laughs> treasure to make it happen. But Right. Um, so naturally I'm drawn to Brutaclad because, well, I have a Brutaclad deck. So I'm just curious, are you more often creating a creature or more often 
creating the treasure? Because I know that you have ways, mm. I know that the deck has ways to make Thopters, 2-1 Mirrors, and Treasure yeah. are the obvious ones. I mean, um, or is this just sort of a way to <laughs> ramp everything into what you need at the time? I think it depends on um, the moment in the game. Okay. I think I put it in there to end up turning everything into treasures, but also they more or less have the with Prismari with, out. Right. They more or less have the same they value. Actually, anyway. probably more valuable as mirrors, sure, because you can tap them for mana and keep them back as right. blockers. That makes sense. Um, also, I've got Sahili's Artistry in here. Uh, okay. Which is an, not an instant. It's a sorcery. Sorcery for six. Yeah. Uh, you can choose one or both. Create a token that's a copy of target artifact and or create a token that's a copy of target creature, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. Yeah. So the Artistry so, is a nice way to... Yeah. It lets you uh, create two artifacts uh, that you can then tap for mana. Um, but with Brutaclad out, you can then, because they're both tokens, you can turn all of your tokens into that thing. Right. Um, the idea behind this card is to not only work well with Brutaclad, mm -hmm. um, then you can steal somebody's, uh, copy somebody's creature, right. somebody else's like huge creature, yeah. and then turn all of your small things into big creatures, or just create like if you have i don't know i was gonna say Pirates create a lot goggles, of a lot of sharding sphinxes exactly um <laughs> sharding sphinxes uh primal amulet you can make right. a bunch of primal amulets mm -hmm. so then not only is it tapping can you tap them for mana but they are also making your instants and sorceries cost less um now don't flip it because i believe the land is legendary no it's not oh my god well, they're tokens. You can't flip them anyway. They don't have backside. Yeah, uh, yeah. because it is a May ability, uh, you can just keep them and everything costs one less, which is, let's see. Um, you can make a bunch of humble defectors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, there's there's plenty there to do. Solemn Simeacrums. Yeah. Uh, the Sphinx is, as long as it's not legendary, you're fine. Yeah. So Maybe I'll throw a Sakashima in here eventually mm -hmm. to... Uh, so right. then I can make copies of legendaries. Right. Uh, now, <clears throat> we hinted at this earlier, and you mentioned um, that, or you mentioned the idea that some of the old school artifacts mm -hmm. turn off when they're tapped. Now, for me personally, the one I think of more often than any of the other ones is Howling Mind, because Howling Mind turns off when you Ooh. tap it. So in theory... <clears throat> in a deck like this, Howling Mind can very much be you draw two cards. Right. And then you can tap it on your turn to help play a sorcery. I need to write this down. So um, so that way you can tap it out mm -hmm. and then nobody else gets the benefit. Or you can just simply wait yeah. and tap it for... I guess you can't tap it... Well, can, can, can you... you can you tap it for one man of any color and then not play an instant or sorcery? I would assume so. I'm thinking you can. But in any event, with your, I don't, yeah, with I your don't see deck, why not. you're likely going to be playing a sorcery on most yeah. of your use phases that. anyway. So yeah, use that one it. first. Uh, right. So it's just, essentially, it's a land you want to play first. Um, but the, the flip side of that is, 
most of the art, well, all of the artifacts in your deck still work mm. when they're tapped. Yeah. Because that's a, that's, that was an old school rule that got canceled. And then the cards that continue to use that have that have a phrase errated on them that says they don't work when they're tapped. Um, so while that might not be that big a deal for Arcane Signet, um, I was thinking along more along the lines of cards like Lightning Greaves, because even if it's equipped, you can still tap it. Yeah. It still protects. It's just tapped. It yeah. doesn't mean that it's turned off. I was very excited by the so, possibilities with equipment in this deck. Um, right. And I, there was, there was a, there was a draft of this where there was a lot more equipment. Um, let's quickly take a break, uh, and when we come back, I'll talk more about what I know that I'm missing from the deck, sure. where I'm planning on going with it. Um, and if you have any more questions, we can talk about those as oh, well. Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll be right back. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Reverberate. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Reverberate. Fact or fiction, trash for treasure, minds desire, because sometimes once isn't enough. And now back to you. And now back to you. Hey, hey, we're back. Hey, hey, we're back. <laughs> this will get old real fast. <laughs> um, so before the break, we were talking just kind of about what made up the deck. Um, and, I mean, I've played this uh, countless times because there have been so many times that I just didn't have the correct land base i think i had right. lot, like it was very red heavy to begin with um honestly i only have 37 lands i could probably use more even though the idea of the deck is to both draw more <laughs> and uh create a lot of treasures you really i mean we said it last season you really need 40 land um to be able to do those things it can't be said enough um Apparently, it can. Uh, <laughs> I I really need to up that land count, especially just those basics. Honestly, um, I guess I could probably throw in three duels. I don't have any duels in this deck. Uh, just find some good ones and. Well, I do have a few suggestions. Okay. Um, but let's talk about some of the cards that you've looked at with the deck and are mm -hmm. a little leery about. And other cards, because I know that you've already told me that there's at least a couple of cards you'd like to add into this. Yeah. Um, so, like, first up, uh, Dalakos, Crafter of Wonders. Um, he's a 2-4 for one blue and a red. He's, like, pretty good. Uh, he taps to add two colorless. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts. Uh, it's fine. Um, I think he was just kind of remnant of when there were more equipment in the deck. Okay. Uh, he really helps out with the equip cost. Right. Uh, but uh, he also says equipped creatures you have uh, you control have flying in haste. Uh, he's fine. Um, he's great if you want to get down the 11 artifacts in the deck. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, he's fine. Um, Atali... 
is just in there because I needed a big payoff. Something to do with a lot of mana. Right. Uh, works really well, especially if you have the Greaves out, just swap it over and go for it. Um, sure. I love that card, and if you have ways to copy spells, when he right. triggers, you can copy your opponent's spells, and it's amazing. Um, but, like I said... He can be traded out for any big red or blue creature. Um, There's no special reason he's in there. Um, Other than that, um, things that I have also found that kind of only kind of work well, Gadrak, the Crown Scourge, he's a 5-4 for 3, he's 2 and a red. Uh, Legendary creature Dragon, flying, of course. Uh, He can't attack unless you control 4 more artifacts, um, which... Super easy in this deck. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. Uh, so the idea behind him is that you're killing your opponent's creatures. Right. Uh, he blocks really well early game. I mean, for three mana, you've got a 5-4 sure. flyer. Um, but you'd expect him to do a... Like, you'd expect it to really pay off well. And it just... Sometimes it just doesn't get right. there. Uh, especially because there are so many instants in the deck you're going to be doing a lot of things on other people's turns um so like more than likely your uh your opponent's stuff is going to die on their turns right uh so then because gadrak says at the beginning of your end step you're not getting those treasures uh so it's just it it does create the treasures which is nice uh, but it, it feels more niche than it is. Sure. He's definitely more of a, a you-want-to-be-attacking right. kind of creature. Um, um, other than that, uh, that's pretty much it for the creatures. I really like Tago, Goblin Weaponsmith. Okay. Um, I think he's my favorite creature in this deck. For two and a red, he's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh and he has a landfall trigger. It says whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, create a colorless equipment artifact token named Rock. Uh, with uh, The Rock has equipped creature, has one, and tap, sacrifice Rock. This creature deals two damage to any target and equip one. Landfall, you get an artifact. That's it. Yeah, landfall, you, you're, getting you're getting mana. You're getting mana. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. Uh, oh yeah, no, he's that's spectacular. And if need be, you can use it to throw at people. Right. Uh, so it's pretty sweet. Um, things that I, the biggest thing that I have wanted to put in this deck since I realized that there are artifact tokens that just sack for mana. Right. And that is gold. Okay. Uh, so treasures, you have to tap and sack for yeah. mana. Uh, you can use tapped gold right. for more mana. So Okay, so tap your gold and then sack it. Tap gold with Prismari, and then you can sack it okay. with its own ability. Sure. For, so essentially out of every gold, if you are willing to sack them, you get two mana. So what red and blue cards? There's one. Okay. <laughs> and it's a one mana enchantment aura curse. Okay. It's from uh, C-17 been in c17 and mystery boosters it's called curse of opulence uh it says enchant player whenever enchanted player is attacked create a gold token each opponent attacking that player does the same 
Cool. This will, I mean, will give your opponents gold, but it's going to give you gold, which, like I said, is pretty much giving you two mana with Prismario. <clears throat> right, uh, it's giving you one mana every turn until the Itali turn right. when you swing, and you need a lot more than you... Well, with the Itali turn, uh, you're getting those spells for free. Okay. Um, but if you want to copy it, you're going to need a little bit more. Right. Um, there are a lot of uh, ways to dump your mana. Uh, yeah. And Curse of Opulence is the card that I need uh, in this deck. Sure. If it encourages people to go swing somewhere else, then yeah, all the better. That is something else that I've noticed about this deck, is that because you need Prismari out, not having enough uh, protection is kind of a pain. Right. Luckily, um, he offsets his uh, command tax every time he comes out because he's going to be creating a treasure. Uh, right. But uh, it's still kind of a pain uh, sure. to keep playing him out if people know that that is as important to the deck as it is. Um, right. But that said, you if... <clears throat> It's going well. You're going to be creating enough treasures that you might not necessarily need them out. You'll just be using up the treasures instead. Sure, um, makes sense. Yeah. So I had a couple of a couple of ideas, mm -hmm. and these are relatively basic, straightforward ideas. Okay. Um, with the land, um, there's artifact land, mm. um, and I was thinking about Seed of the Synod and Great Furnace. Now, Seed of the Synod. Is an artifact land a task for blue? Mm -hmm. Great furnace artifact land task for red. Mm -hmm. But it comes with the added bonus with with your uh, with your commander mm. that it would also tap for either color if you're playing an instant or sorcery. And there's no real downside to it. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I had Darksteel Citadel in here yeah. for that reason. Uh, I mean, especially since it's indestructible, yeah. which is great, but also uh, I don't know why I haven't really just. Yeah. Bought them. Um, the other one I was looking at was Treasure Vault. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, so as of the time of recording, Adventures of the Forgotten Realms has not come out yet. Um, but uh, we are at the end of spoiler season. I think, right. I think the full set was spoiled yesterday. Uh, yeah. Um, Treasure Vault, for those who don't know, it's an artifact land, which already, mm -hmm. great, because it'll tap for either red or blue. I right. Mean, or if I somehow get other people's things and i need right it'll tap for yeah. any color as long as it's a sorcery for, yeah instant or sorcery yeah. uh and then xx tap and sack it to create x treasure tokens um that's real good if i <laughs> end up with ways to get it back out um the difficulty i think with with the treasure vault is you almost already have to be at a certain mm -hmm. amount of mana for it to truly be useful Mm. And and essentially have nothing else happening. Mm. I mean, if you know, if you want four treasure tokens, then at the end of the turn you need to have eight mana mm. and the treasure vault because you have to tap it. So I understand right. that's the downside here. Um, but this, this would actually be pretty good in uh, any deck that you're trying to win off of Revel and Riches. Oh uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because it's instant. Right, because you can do it at the end of the turn and then add. I mean, if you have 10 mana on the table, 
or 10 lands. Right. And in Treasure Vault is your 11th. And in theory, you can add five treasures. Yeah. On the end step. Um, no, I mean, and I included, I wanted to include Treasure Vault just because it's an artifact land mm. that can then tap for blue or red. It doesn't enter the battlefield tapped. Um, and honestly, the second ability is handy when you're, when you're stuck, you know, when you're hoping on the next turn, you're actually going to draw into something that's, that's useful and you just happen to have a lot of mana, but not much to do with it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of a card that would give you both colors. Um, there's also, what is it? Silver Bluff Bridge. It's an artifact land that taps for blue and red already. Oh, is it that from the battlefield tapped? Modern Horizons 2? I can't remember, but um, the more I think about it, it's not helpful. Because if it comes into the battlefield tapped, one, you've got a land that doesn't work for you for a turn. And on the next turn, well, that's great. It's an artifact land. So what? It already taps for blue and red, which is basically what you're going to need it for. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure that you want to pull out another land to put this in where the upside is so small. Especially if it's going to come in tapped. Um, right. I mean, I mean, the only upside to this is that it can tap for any color of mana as long as you're looking for a sorcery or an instant. Well, yeah, so what? So can every other artifact you've got. So mm. it's probably not worth the trouble. But um, I, I realized, liked... yeah, I realized I lied. I do have a single duel in here. It's Cascade Bluffs. Yes. Uh, but that's, I mean, hardly. Oh, and is it Boilerworks? Wow. Um, I'm a big, big fat liar. Yeah. Command tower. What's uh? What's the what's the shock land? The the blue red shock land. Steam vents. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Need more. Is it? <laughs> I mean, if you're just if you're just looking for duels and not considering the artifact part, then yeah, you want the. I get honestly the get the multiplayer one. Yeah, I'm sure. It, oh yeah, it's probably uh, tra- comparable price to that. Training grounds? Is that it? No, training grounds is the enchantment. That reduces it's the something costs. like that uh um but i mean i really just need to bring this land count up um right something that just, just by a couple yeah. i don't think i don't think you need a lot um and i mean you've already identified it i think you have so many ways to make treasures there just needs to be more finish yeah i could probably take a few of the the treasure creators out some of the less efficient ones um i've got radiant performer which i just want to work Mm -hmm. um it's from actually it's from the the prismari uh pregon uh it's three red red two two creature human wizard flash when it enters the battlefield if you cast it from your hand choose target spell or ability that targets only a single permanent player copy that spell or ability for each other permanent or player the spell or ability could target each copy targets a different one of those permanents and players it's just like one of those things that I want to go off so badly, but I don't have any, uh, really any single target things for the most part. I mean, like Caravex Torch I do and stuff. So like for an extra four, I could have it hit everything, including right. my own things, which isn't great. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but, um, I mean, you can, you've got Jai's Immolating Inferno, Caravex Torch. I, yeah, I have any, a handful. Any X spell. Yeah. I have a handful of single target things, but it's mostly in there for honestly i guess like more of a salt factor like if uh somebody is like right. threatening my prismarian with yeah. like murder i'm like oh yeah well i murder everything yeah. uh <laughs> uh but 
Like that's that's the kind of thing I'm I'm looking to do with this deck in the future is to uh, have more outlets that end the game, but also uh, to keep Prismari alive. Uh, right. With obviously with like the boots and stuff, I can do that pretty easily. But uh, that's a very like that's one of ninety nine cards. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, training center is the blue red. Yes. Crowd land, as people are calling it. Okay. Battle bond lands. I don't yeah. know. Bond lands. I feel like there's like so many words. I think for more, for for commander players, you just call it cheap duel. Cheap duel. Because um, oh yeah, it was printed in Commander Legends. Um. Just open some Commander Legends. I have been, uh, but I'm hoping to get some of the lands. Um, some of the legends are pretty sweet. I've gotten a couple yeah. Malcolms. Uh, Malcolm is excellent, even on his own. Uh, he yeah, he triggers on pirates, but he is a pirate himself. So yeah, and I think a lot of people are ignoring Malcolm because of that. Yeah, and you do that to your peril. I mean, um, well, I mean, to me, Malcolm falls into the same sort of category. As like Graveborn Muse. Mm. People look at Graveborn Muse and they see, oh, where X is the number of zombies. Okay, so I, I have to run it in a zombie deck. And you just don't. <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of your upkeep, draw a card and lose a life. Mm. I mean, if that's all Graveborn Muse said, you would probably run it. Yeah. Because, and I do have it in decks where it is the only zombie. Mm. Just because I want the draw. And I don't want, you know, I don't necessarily want to have 15 zombies out and then suddenly be forced to draw 15 cards and find myself milling through my deck too quickly. Um, but Malcolm has value in decks that aren't, you know, it doesn't have to be loaded with pirates. Yeah. And I think this, the deck that you've got, this Prismari deck is definitely one of them. So, yeah. I was just real excited to be able to balance well instants and sorceries. Uh, with creatures because I thought I was going to utterly fail that um, and I mean honestly an early draft of this deck was very creature heavy um, and I was like this can't happen right uh, this is not what the deck wants to do well and that was part of what I was bringing it all the way back to the start when we were talking about just Galazeth I felt like there was you know if there's too many creatures then you're creating a push and pull with the deck it's like mm-hmm. Do I sack the treasures to be able to get the creatures out early? Or do I hang on to the treasures so that I can use them to play the sorceries and then still have them again the next time? Right. So it was just sort of a balancing act. And I know that you've, well, I mean, 19 creatures, 13 sorceries, and uh, 12 instants. So yeah, I mean, that's, it seems that's like you literally found the balance a, yeah, it's, that it's works. Literally a quarter instance and sorceries. Mm-hmm. Um and then 40-ish lands. <clears throat> right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, thank you for your suggestions. Uh, anyone out there listening, uh, if you have any suggestions or if you have your own Prismari build, uh, feel free to uh, tweet at us on Twitter. We're FalsePodMTG. Our email is FalsePodMTG at gmail.com. What a coincidence. Uh, and uh, it's called uh, Strong Branding, right? Uh, yes. 
and uh, I think that's going to do it for us uh, on this yeah, we, very special episode. We of, got we got a magic game we got to get to here. Yeah, on this very special episode of Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time, next week, Wednesday. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the False Pod. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com and tell us your favorite magic-related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you and to Bruce. He's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch. We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple.